Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. A very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy to be here with you as we are so blessed to be able to come together every Tuesday. Thir- when, when am I here? I, you know, how many of you are like me and have the, haven't the foggiest idea of what day of the week it is today? <laughs> every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Today is Thursday, but feeling quite Monday-ish to most. Uh, anyway, I'm happy to be here, my friends. Merry Christmas to you because we're still celebrating this beautiful season and also a very, very happy, uh, healthy uh, new year to you uh, here as we enter into 2020 together. And um, I'm so grateful to you for all that you do for us. I'm happy to be back. Been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, I got to say, this, this was one of the the most special Christmas seasons for us in our home for, for many reasons. Um, and you just don't want to see it end, but you know, uh, of course we're still celebrating Christmas and we had a little, little bit of Christmas music on for you today at two o'clock. Um, now getting back into the regular, uh, swing of uh, our normal schedule. But, um, anyway, I'm happy you're here. Thanks to all of you who, um, have been praying for us, supporting us, uh, throughout December uh, we have not yet uh, reached that goal that we set of $75,000. We're about 15000 short right now. But, you know, I always believe the Lord's going to surprise me. He is a God of surprises. So um, I'm still praying for that. But anyway, I'm happy you're here. And I want to let you know, you know, as you sent in your uh, prayer request to us throughout Advent and Christmas, um, that I, as often as I have been here, and I have been here quite a lot uh, throughout, of course, Advent, and even during the Christmas uh, week, uh, to come over here to the station to pray in our chapel for all of your intentions. Today, we had a beautiful Mass here at the station. Father Jason uh, came by because he's uh, going to premiere his brand new program next Tuesday um, with uh, Coach John McKenna from Notre Dame, Just Be You, that premieres uh, 3.30 on Tuesday of next week, and it will be every week, Tuesdays at 3.30 and Saturday mornings at 9. But Father Jason was here today, uh, and I thank him for this, that you come and celebrate Holy Mass as we start our new year together. And all of your intentions that you sent in to us, of course, are in the chapel, and uh, that they were the uh, Mass intentions for today. So all of your intentions have been been being prayed for throughout Advent and Christmas. Today, as we start our new year together, here at the Apostolate, uh, we had Holy Mass, and we included all of your intentions in that Mass. So please keep them coming. Keep praying. Keep uh, supporting. Keep listening, especially, and watching. Of course, if you're uh, listening live at the 403 on this January 2nd, 2020, coming to you live on our video format uh, on YouTube, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, 
Also, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia, as well as all of our other audio platforms, of course, here on our four radio stations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, uh, on our streaming audio from domesticchurchmedia.org. I'm praying that you're downloading our brand new mobile app, new, well, in October, not brand new anymore, but still new, um, because you can listen live there. You can also watch uh, our video there as well, um, and today I added a new function on our prayer section for novenas. You can search many, many novenas to pray. So uh, there's so much on that app. I hope you do download it. It's free. Just go to your app store and search for Domestic Church Media to download that. And of course, on our uh, on the uh, Amazon and Google Home speaker devices, the Amazon Echo and the Google Home coming to you live there. On, on either of those, all you have to say is play Domestic Church Media. And it will. So, so many ways uh, to listen and watch right now. Uh, today, of course, well, normally Catechism Day, but um, I, we have a lot of catching up to do. Can't get to all of it, but uh, Holy Father did give some beautiful homilies along uh, and throughout the Christmas uh, week. Uh, his uh, Midnight Mass, uh, his Vigil Mass, uh, the Angelus message on the Feast of the Holy Family yesterday. Uh, his uh, message for uh, Mary, Mother of God, the feast that we celebrated yesterday. Uh, I don't know that we'll get to all of them, but um, we'll get to as many of them as possible. So I want to share those words with you. And we're going to start with our prayers. We normally do, my friends. And, you know, as I was praying today and just reading a lot and talking with uh, friends who have come by and visited, um, I really would like to have us focus this year here at the Apostolate on, and I've been doing it, but to make a, an emphasis of doing this now, uh, building up the kingdom here on earth, building up the church, not tearing it down, building up. Uh, there's too much negativity out there. There's too much divisiveness. There's too much desire to destroy. There's too much desire to tear down, to attack, to point fingers, to to uh, um, criticize. And, and that's not from God. It just is not from God. I really want domestic church media to be that beacon of light and hope where people will come to feel good about being Catholic. Well, we have many problems. Our church has many problems. As is, you know, We're human. But the one thing we have that nobody else in the world has is uh, the, the great teaching of Jesus Christ in all its fullness being taught for 2,000 years by this church to bring people home to the Father's house when this life on earth is over. That's the bottom line in all of this, and, and we need to really focus on that. No one wants to join a church that's being torn down from within <laughs> by its own people. We want to join a church that rejoices and gives glory to God. You know, I, I, I've received so many beautiful uh, emails and even written hand uh, notes, cards, that have come in to the apostolate throughout December, thanking us for the Christmas music throughout Advent and Christmas. We played it yesterday, all day yesterday. I, I told you we would do that because yesterday was still a Christmas day. It was still it was as much a Christmas day yesterday as it was on the twenty fifth of December. And people have written and said that you know their lives were so busy and hectic, and they thanked us because even even leading up to the twenty fifth of December, you know, it's just so busy. Twenty fifth, we do all we do, and 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 we finish up what we have to do on the twenty fifth. But it's still Christmas, and so. Then, finally, we have a chance to settle down on the 26th, 27th, 28th of December when the world moves on and, and starts taking down all the Christmas decorations and puts the trees out at the curb and, and 
all these things that that says, okay, next season, you know, secularize uh, the the, ho- the holy day. But this the notes that I've received saying thank you because during that week, last week, this week, it still felt like Christmas because that we still had the music playing, and, and it's true. And I think today I came into the to, into the station and and. Um, I know it's still Christmas season, but you know we're out of the, the octave of Christmas, and the music has stopped. And uh, and I even had a little bit of a a, 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 a sadness about that because we had a beautiful Christmas in so many ways throughout the entire uh, week, and even leading leading up to the Christmas week. So anyway, let, let's pray first. I'm kind of I'm going off on a tangent here. We really should be praying first, and then we'll get back to that a little bit. Let's let's uh, as always, my friends, come together uh, from wherever you are listening or watching. And let's raising up um, each other's prayers, uh, coming together uh, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And as we start our new year together on this January 2nd, 2020, uh, I ask you please to pray for this apostolate as we move forward. I don't know what the Lord has in store for us. We never do. But I always just look ahead to and ask the Lord to guide us and lead us in, in the direction that he would have us go. And and I have a lot on my heart that I'd like to see us accomplish. And if it's God's will, we will. And I will do everything I possibly can to do that, to expand this apostolate, to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible through many various means. And I have a couple of projects in my mind, and I believe they've been placed there by the Lord, that we are going to work on. And uh, again, all of this for God's greater glory. That's what it's all about. So let's begin, my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we'll pray a prayer for a blessing on the new year. O sacred and adorable Trinity, hear our prayers on behalf of our Holy Father, the Pope, our bishops, our clergy, and for all that are in authority over us. Bless, we beseech thee, during the coming year, the whole Catholic Church, Convert heretics and unbelievers. Soften the hearts of sinners so that they may return to thy friendship. Give prosperity to our country and peace among the nations of the world. Pour down thy blessings upon our friends, relatives, and acquaintances, and upon our enemies if we have any. Assist the poor and the sick. Have pity on the souls of those whom this past year has... I'm sorry... Have pity on the souls of those whom this past year has taken from us. And do thou be merciful to those who during the coming year will be summoned before thy judgment seat. May all our actions be preceded by thy inspiration and carried on by thy assistance, so that all our prayers and works having been begun in thee may likewise be ended through thee. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtuum Presidium prayer that Pope Francis asked us uh, about a year and a half ago to pray every day with the specific intention of praying to Blessed Mother, praying to St. Michael to protect the church against the attacks of the devil. And so we pray St. Michael the Archangel defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, 
Cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And our prayer, my friend, for the uh, healing. We're going to pray for the healing of Maria, our friend Maria, uh, through the intercession of Mother Maria Calpis as a special intercessor. And also inviting all of you. Now, we've been praying this prayer for almost a year. It was a year ago that uh, young Maria was diagnosed with a uh, tumor on her brainstem. And uh, we've been praying for a miracle. And in God's time and by God's will. And so we pray, gracious God, we praise and thank you for your faithfulness and love. You've blessed us with the example of your servant, Maria Calpas, whose deep faith in your presence, love for the Eucharist, and zeal in fostering the faith life of others continue to inspire us. Through her intercession, we pray for a complete and total healing of our friend Maria. Help us to continue life's journey with a heart filled with a profound faith in you and that trust which is born of love. We ask this through Jesus our Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II. Pray for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, my friends, I thank you for praying. Uh, thank you for all that you do for us and have been doing for us. Again, thanks to all of you who uh, sent in your prayer requests. I, I love looking at our prayer basket in our chapel. It's just overflowing with your requests. And as I said today, uh, we had a beautiful uh, Mass in our chapel our Father Jason came over, celebrated Mass for us, and um, one of the main or the main intention of the Mass was to pray for all of those intentions in there. So your your intentions were Holy Mass was offered for them. As I've been over here uh, throughout, of course, Advent and, and during Christmas week as well, uh, praying for you and keep them coming. Though you know this coming Monday, which will be uh, January sixth. Bruce DeBacco will be here. We looked at the weather forecast and looks looks good. The you know December, uh, both times Bruce was scheduled to come down here, there was a forecast of very inclement weather, and so Bruce couldn't make it. But this uh, Monday looks looks good. So Bruce will be here Monday at three o'clock live for Come to the Throne. We'll throw open the prayer tent and invite you to call in and uh, pray uh, with Bruce over the air for your special intentions. Uh, so keep those keep those uh, prayer requests coming in, my friends. We um, okay. So the thing is, got to turn the phone off. Um, keep those prayer intentions coming in because we'll have Bruce here, uh, and you can also go to our website um, and uh, fill out the prayer form. But I think now you can actually email a request to prayer at domesticchurchmedia.org. Very simple. Just text or rather email. The email address is prayer at domesticchurchmedia.org, and you can email your prayer requests there as well. So I'll put them in the chapel. I'll pray for you, but we'll especially have them here Monday when Bruce comes. So that's Come to the Throne, uh, 3 o'clock on Monday. And then, of course, next Tuesday, January 7th, we'll pre- premiere our brand-new program uh, produced here by Domestic Church Media featuring uh, Father Jason Perzinski and Coach John McKenna from Notre Dame High School uh, called Just Be You. And it's really geared toward young people um, in a special way. Uh, and uh, that premieres this coming Tuesday, January 7th at 3.30. 
and it will repeat Saturday morning at 9 a.m., and it will be every Tuesday and Saturday um, from there on out. Uh, so we're, we're thrilled about that new program. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening, uh, you've heard uh, talk, Talking Catholic with um, Mike Walsh from the Diocese of Camden and his uh, three lovely co-hosts who join him uh, on a rotating basis. Uh, and that program airs Mondays at 4 and Sundays at 11. So we're trying to do a lot here at the Apostolate. And, and um, one of my main uh, desires has always been to have quality local programming. Because, you know, this industry, radio, is, is, is changing. It really is. Uh, you, you know, you, you, can, you can get any radio station now you want, basically, if you have either of these uh, through streaming audio or um, the uh, Amazon or Google Home devices. But as I was sharing with the bishop when he was here last month and uh, others, that in order to, to hear Bishop O'Connell or in order to hear uh, Bruce DeBacco or this program or Friday Live or now uh, Just Be You or Talking Catholic on the radio— um, you need to do domestic church media to get those programs as well as the other local programs that we present. So um, that's important to me. But as I said, I, I really feel my, my as, as main steward over this apostolate uh, throughout Christmas and today, especially as I was in prayer in the chapel, um, that we really need to focus on building up. We need to build up. There's just too much negativity, too much division, too much, and it borders on hatred in, in some ways. You know, I was I was reading things on on Facebook uh, over the uh, holy days there, and and um, people who I know and know to be you know good people with good hearts and and faithful Catholics uh, who seem to have such disdain for for Pope Francis, um, and to the point of of posting things that weren't weren't even true. That he blasphemed the Holy Mother, the Blessed Mother, and you may read yesterday's, and we may even get to today. But read his homily from from yesterday's solemnity. He has a great love for Blessed Mother, and so I, I, I think you know if you if you if your source of information, if you limit yourself to a particular source of information, your opinion of things will be constructed by that source. Um. You know, we know that uh, President Trump has a lot of uh, people who, who have wanted him gone even before he announced he was running for president. Uh, and this isn't a political statement. It's, it's just a fact. Uh, but if you, if you go to certain news sources, most mainstream news, news sources for information about uh, President Trump, they will form a, an opinion. You will, or a, I should say an opinion will be formed based on those sources that will be negative. Um, same thing with, I think, Pope Francis. If you're listening or watching, unfortunately, um, certain programs or uh, websites that have, for whatever reason, uh, for the past six, almost seven years, been treated the Holy Father in, in a very um, uncharitable way, uh, an unfortunate way, people's opinions have been, have been formed. And um, I just think we need to... We need to trust God. <laughs> if God does not want this man to be the vicar of his son here on earth, he will not be. <laughs> um, and God will take care of it. So for the past you know, seven years, he has been. And uh, I just think we need to, again, my friends, focus on the positive. 
Focus on the things, as I said, build up on the things that unite us and not tear down on the th- by, with the things that divide us. That's kind of been my, uh, my call to arms here. So we'll do our part here to always present truth. Truth. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's the most important thing. So let's go to some of these, uh, these uh, homilies that we can. This is from, uh, let's see, Christmas. Christmas, right? Make sure I'm reading the right one. I have them all lined up here. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> where, 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 did my, uh, where did my Christmas homily go? I thought I had it all lined up here, and I didn't. Let's see. Of course, you know, we're very grateful to our friends at EWTN as we are an official affiliate of EWTN to be able to bring you, as we did um, throughout the Holy Days, uh, to bring you the Mass from St. Peter's and, and, and Rome and EWTN um, and share with you uh, the, the beauty and splendor of our faith in, in the beautiful liturgies that were presented. This is from Holy Father's uh, Midnight Mass or night mass, vigil mass, uh, on the 24th of December. And um, the Christmas liturgy in St. Peter's began with the chanting of the Kalenda. That's the proclamation of historic events leading up to the birth of our Lord. And then immediately following that, the Holy Father unveiled the image of the Christ child at the foot of the altar. And in his homily during the mass... Pope Francis focused on the theme of God's grace, bringing salvation to all and shining on the world this night, he said. He described this grace as divine love, the love that changes lives, renews history, liberates from evil. These are the Holy Father's words. Fills hearts with peace and joy. This love is revealed to us as Jesus. In Jesus, the Most High made himself tiny so that we might love him. In a world where everything seems to be about giving in order to get, God comes down freely. His love is non-negotiable. You know, I I watched this year, and I don't want to sound like a doting grandfather, but, but, you know, the Lord has blessed our family with two beautiful grandchildren so far. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) And there are more to come. But our beautiful little grandchildren, Charlotte is three, Jack just turned one in December. And of course, Jack's too young to understand, but, but Charlotte is at that age now. And you know, any of you who have children or grandchildren at that age and, or who raise children, you know, that's about the age that children start to realize that something special happens at Christmas. There's something different about what's going on. The aura around the home, uh, the families, um, the gatherings, something is different and something feels good, <laughs> real good. And of course, through a child's eyes, and, and we've all been there ourselves, we, uh, we know that you, know, you look forward to the arrival of Santa Claus and you've written him a letter, you've asked him for things and uh, the, the, the magic uh, of a Christmas morning when the tree lights up and there's uh, presents under the tree. And every, you know, we've all, most of us have gone through that and experienced that. And 
and you know there's a special warmth, a special feeling that exists, you know, the, as you sit around the tree early on a Christmas morning and open up gifts with your mommy, mommy and daddy and you're sharing and, you, and just the awe and the wonder of it all. And that's fine. I don't know. I, I think that's, a, and a, you know, we, we saw that this year, you know, with, 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 with our grandchildren. We saw it with our children too, but, you know, after 30 some years, you forget, but you see it again through the eyes of your grandchildren. And uh, it's wonderful. And, and even our little Charlotte, because we extended it, you know, we went through and, and I really, we, we, I think we all kind of made an effort to make sure that we, we celebrate the week, that we did special things, that we, everything was different. In a way that it, nothing else, you know, the world, the outside world was was put aside and we focused on each other. We focused on love. We focused on family. We focused on 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 the season. Just to even just sit in front of a Christmas tree with the lights on and just in the, and with the music playing in the background. I got to tell you, we've, we had domestic church media on uh, throughout the week ourselves. You know, we always say, because we have the, the, the Amazon home devices. We get the stations where we live, but... Um, when you use the Amazon home device, the Echo, it, it's even a lot more clear than just listening to the radio, pushing get it day or night. Um, and we had that in the background. And we just sit in front of the tree and watch and just watch the lights and talk. And uh, it was hectic at times. You know, Cheryl and I are both in, in, in businesses, in vocations, I should say, that require our services throughout the season in various ways. Cheryl, through her music at the, uh, the parish where she works. Um, always very busy in service to the church. I've been, as I said, was over here getting things done because someone has to run the station, <laughs> even even during Christmas week. But we found the time, we made the time to 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 to, to set aside some time to be together and focus. And we we spent there are multiple occasions we had to spend with our grandchildren uh, over the course of those. But there's something you see it through the eyes, and and you see. I've always said this. Wouldn't it be? And we really should strive for this. As we mature and get older, to take that same feeling of, of, of love, warmth, excitement, awe, as a child that you feel on, uh, throughout Christmas, and especially on Christmas morning when you see the gifts that finally have been given to you, to take that all and as we mature, to refocus it and with a with a, an adult understanding of what Christmas really is all about, and to have that same excitement, that same feeling of warmth, of 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 awe, of wonder, as an adult over the reality of what has ha- happened two thousand years ago with that little stable in Bethlehem, and allowed us to be given, as Holy Father said in his homily, the gift that is non-negotiable, that is God's love, freely given. And to celebrate what that gift brings to us. You know, you hear, you heard all the, the beautiful music that we were playing and, and throughout the years, you know, as we were listening, you know, Cheryl and I, we'd, we'd be having breakfast, we'd have the radio on, we'd be having dinner, we'd have the radio on, or just sitting in front of the tree, we'd have the radio on and listening to the music. And uh, you listen to the music that has been written through the ages about this event. Through the great composers and, and even songwriters contemporary who, in the course of these years that have written about the birth of Jesus Christ through music, through art, and the beauty that it, that it, it brings forth. 
Why? Because it's an event that has that changed the history of mankind. And we should be as in awe, as an adult of this event, as we were at three years old, sitting around the Christmas tree on a Christmas morning, opening up gifts. When, when, when we, because we had our, our uh, um, New Year's Day party yesterday with family, and of course we were all together again. We were together a week ago at Christmas, and as I said, in the meantime, over the course of the week, you know, we had an opportunity to spend more time with our grandchildren. We had Cheryl and I had our grandchildren with us Chris, uh, um, on New Year's Eve, which is the four of us, <laughs> so, so our son and his wife and their friends could have a, a New Year's Eve celebration without worrying about you know tending to the babies. We had them. We took them. We had a great time. We, we bought noisemakers for them and everything, little hats, and <laughs> having a grand time with them. Um, but you know, as we, as we uh, yesterday celebrated, and I was with, I said, to, we were saying goodbye or just sharing the day with with our grandchildren and little Charlotte, and she said she wants more Christmas. She said, "I wish we had more Christmas." <laughs> and that's the feeling you see that as adults we should carry with our with ourselves throughout the year. I want more Jesus. I want more Jesus. That's really what what it is. I want this feeling. I don't want it to go away. I, I, I want more of this. And that's why, you know, I heard something uh, over the uh, holiday there where I forget where I heard it, where a preacher, a Protestant preacher said, you know, you see these bumper stickers and signs and billboards, you know, keep Christ in Christmas. And he said, no, don't do that. And it sounded very strange. Why would a why would a, a, a Christian preacher say don't keep Christ in Christmas? He said, and the reason was, and it kind of makes sense. I don't know how much I agree with it or not with that idea, but but he said this part makes sense to me, much sense. That if we keep Christ in Christmas, when we take the tree down and put the decorations away and box them and put them in the attic, that's where people tend to put Jesus then, and don't bring Christ out again till next Christmas. We are called to carry that infant child in our heart in our homes, throughout the year, not just this. This is just the beginning. I want more Christmas, my little granddaughter said. I want more Christmas. And you and I as adults should say, I want more Jesus. And so I'm praying, my friends, that when you come here to Domestic Church Media, we help to satisfy that desire in a special way. Let me take a break. When I come back, well, I'm getting nowhere today with this, uh, but that's all right. We've been we've been apart for a couple of weeks. We have a lot of catching up to do. Be back with the Holy Father's Awards in just a bit. Don't go away. More to come on Come to Me. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m.
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. We need to pray for the gift of knowledge, not just knowledge of our faults, but knowledge of God. Do you know God? Or is he just somebody that you go to when you're in trouble? And this gift of knowledge is a certain amount of <coughs> detachment. Oh, we don't want to hear about that, do you? We, we're attached to everything, little things, silly things, chairs. Don't sit in my chair. Why? Because it just fits me. <laughs> it doesn't fit you. You're too fat. <laughs> well, if you ever said that to somebody, you're attached to what? A chair. You can be attached to God, and you can love everybody. You can love your children and love your parents and love even your enemies. But attachments take the soul out of your heart. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Langhorne to Lake Como. Holmdel to Howell. Freehold to Fort Dix. Ringo's to Roosevelt. From Old Bridge to Oceanport. Red Bank to Rocky Hill. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back. Another uh, oh, 20 minutes or so of this program. I'm happy to be here with you. Happy to be back with you uh, after our Christmas break. And I uh, hope you're still celebrating, though. You know, uh, the Epiphany, which is going to be uh, liturgically celebrated on Sunday, uh, is um, on the calendar, the 6th of January, traditionally the 12th day of Christmas, is Monday. Uh, so I hope you're keeping your lights on. I hope you're keeping uh, your decorations up. Um, Cheryl and I were very impressed last night. We were coming home from our, our family gathering, our New Year's gathering, and, and uh, through our neighborhood. 
and we're very impressed. A lot of the most of the Christmas lights are still on, uh, which is great because they should be. You know, there's, it's still it's still Christmas, and I think in 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 many European countries, I, I know in Italy, it's the case that January sixth is really even more of a celebration on that day than there is on the twenty fifth of December. They celebrate it, and they celebrate throughout the twelve days, uh, and and we should all be doing that too. You know. I had to run into one of the pharmacies yesterday, you know, in the chain stores to get something. And I noticed the Valentine's Day cards were out yesterday. And, oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it. When, when you when you sec- secularize the holy days and turn them into holidays, <laughs> then, then they become minimized. They, they, one is as equal as the next. And we know that Christmas certainly uh, is a much greater and grander uh, Holy Day and celebrate should be celebrated in a greater and grander way than Valentine's Day or Saint Patty's Day or whatever else they have out there. They put a, they make a card for. Um, you know, I was noticing this morning. I went to our bulletin board on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, uh, and um, don't have a lot of events posted for January. Um, and let's see, how are we going here? Not February or March either. So. Um, Please be aware that we have the Catholic Community Bulletin Board posted on our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. It's free, doesn't cost anything, and uh, we're happy to post it and even uh, make occasional announcements about events. That's where I get that from. I go to our bulletin board, but I see the the calendar is um, not well filled in January, February, or March. So if you have anything coming up, now, you know, uh, Ash Wednesday is... The um, 25th, maybe, of February, the last week in February, um, not too far away. It'll be here before you know it. So we know that once we enter into Lent, there usually are uh, penance services and other other things that are taking place. Um, but let us know. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and then click on the bulletin board link up on top, and uh, there's a way for you to uh, post an event uh, but take advantage of that, please, because it's free. It doesn't cost you anything, and it allows us to share with our community, uh, and we have a, a wonderful listening audience and viewing audience, uh, events that are happening, information about events that are happening. So uh, do take advantage of that. One thing I've noticed, I think I, I mentioned to you during the course of, of uh, December, throughout December, um, but as I went through the mail today, got another nice little stack of mail today, um, we're hearing from so many people uh, and have heard from so many people in the past month uh, who've not um, donated to the apostolate in a few years, who now are have donated, which is great. I'm happy to have you back. Um, and I know the economy has gotten better and things like that. Which, are, but thank you for for all of you who who have taken the time. Uh, you know, we sent our newsletter out uh, the week before, I guess, the Monday before Thanksgiving, uh, to about 6,200 households. So thank you to all of you who have responded, asked for prayer, made your sacrificial gifts to us. And don't stop, please. Uh, you know, these months, January, February, and March, are traditionally um, slow months for us as far as donations go. That's why we set that goal of 75000 back in December, because um, our financial experts here at the Apostolate said if we can raise that in December, that would allow us to break even in, in for 2019 and then cover some of the shortfall that we normally experience in January, February, March. Now, as I said, uh, looking at the most recent uh, tallies, 
Uh, we have fallen short, currently are, are short uh, by about $15,000, very close to having raised $60,000 in December. Um, so if you've not yet had your chance, you meant to do it, or you, maybe you put it in the mail before December 31st, and that's great, I'll get it, and you'll get credit for your, your tax break there. I just haven't received it yet. Um, but please do uh, help us, because uh, it's so important now. As I said, you know, we, we, I really believe that we are here uh, we know we are here to to evangelize, but I think this year especially needs to be a year of building up, a year of of of, of sharing the the truth and and focusing on the truth of our faith, and let God take care of everything else. You know, let's just focus on what we need to know to get home to the Father's house. That's what it's all about. And if if you know if if you tear down. Any 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 component within the church, for whatever reason, and you are in some way influencing somebody else from not participating, not going to mass, not supporting a parish, not supporting an apostolate. Uh, you're doing the devil's work. You really are. You're doing the devil's work. Not you personally, but whoever might be doing that. So pray about that. And I, I think it's just so important these days that we we do build up. Uh, as, as much as possible. Let's get back to the Holy Father's Christmas homily. Um, Pope Francis said on the 24th of December at the Vigil Mass, Christmas reminds us that God continues to love us all, even the worst of us, because we are precious in his eyes. And, you know, that's hard for us to, 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 to sort out, isn't it? <laughs> God continues to love us, even the worst of us. We're all sinners. Nobody's exempt from that. Only Blessed Mother, as uh, you know, any, any human person. Of course, Jesus was that he was man and God. But only as far as you know, the human person, uh, Blessed Mother was the only, the only one exempt from that. Conceived without original sin and and uh, having committed no personal sin throughout her life. But the rest of us, we sin. God still loves us. And the Holy Father said his love is unconditional. It doesn't depend on us. How often do we think that God is good if we are good and punishes us if we are bad? The Holy Father said, yet that is not how he is. He does not change. He is not fickle. He is faithful and he is patient. You know, again, that image that sometimes we create of, of God, the Father, is this, this white-haired, bearded old man sitting in this massive throne with a lightning bolt in one hand, waiting to throw it down and strike us, catching us doing something wrong. God doesn't work that way. God is love, and love is patient, love is kind. Now, that's not to say that God, when it comes time for us to meet him face to face and see him as he truly is, we will face judgment. That's, that's a fact. We know God's name is mercy, and that's the beauty of the reality of his nature and our understanding of it that we one day will be called to give an account for this life on earth. 
the things we have done, the things we have failed to do. We pray that prayer in, in the cathedral and in, in, at mass to to you know, you know, to be forgiven for those things that we have done, those things we have failed to do. But God has given us His Son. That's the celebration we're in the middle of right now. That He is love. And he brought, he sent his son to save us from sin and death. And then Holy Father said, grace is a synonym of beauty. And in the beauty of God's love, we also discover our own beauty, for we are beloved of God. In his eyes, we are beautiful, not for what we do, but for what we are. And the Holy Father continued his reflection on Christmas Eve by inviting us to contemplate the child and let ourselves be caught up in his tender love. At Christmas, the question is, do I allow myself to be loved by God? Do I abandon myself to his love that comes to save me? We can have, my friends, that, that hardness of heart that, and, and put up that wall through pride or whatever fear, whatever the reason is, lukewarmness, whatever that reason is that prevents us from allowing God's love to penetrate our hearts. We don't want to let down our guard. The devil loves it if we keep our, our humanist, secularist ways and wall up that will prevent us from understanding, seeing, or allowing God's love to pierce our hearts. Pride can hold us back. God will love us no matter what. If we don't accept that love or if we refuse that love, that mercy, that forgiveness, that grace, that's on us, not on God. God wants nothing more for us than for, to, to be with him forever in heaven. And Holy Father said accepting this grace means being ready to give thanks in return Again, speaking on Christmas Eve, the Vigil Mass, today is the right day to draw near to the tabernacle, the creche, the manger, and to say thank you. Let us receive the gift that is Jesus in order then to become gift like Jesus. To become gift is to, is to give meaning to life, and it is the best way to change the world. And my brothers and sisters, again, this is, I think, what has been, has been placed on my heart in so many ways that if we allow ourselves to, to, to lash out at others' errors, mistakes, faults, sins, and to tear down, you know, yes, there is such a thing as fraternal correction. But that's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, ex example, one-on-one uh, -on -one situation. When people start spewing disdain and, and hatred and, 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 and being overly critical and, and attacking people's personalities and failures and, in public. And, and the saddest thing is when it happens within our church. I can't, I, I know, and I'm not, I, you know, I, I, I've kind of held back a little bit, uh, I suppose. And, but I, I think people are starting to think that, wait a minute, how, 
you know, people who, who do not like Pope Francis, there are people you know as well as I, there are people who do not like Pope Francis. They haven't liked him since he stepped foot on that closure that night. You could say what you want to say, and, 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 but you know, he's still the vicar of Christ. He's still the Holy Father, and God is allowing that right now. So I think God knows better than some of those websites and some of those, unfortunately, television Catholic news hosts. That when this pontificate is meant to end, it will end. God will see to it. I trust in God, not in men. And in the meantime, as I read these words to you about the Holy Father, what he's teaching, what he's saying, because unfortunately people tend to form an opinion of him and his pontificate based on uh, other people's influence, they're missing all of this. They're missing it. And they're, they're disregarding it. They're, they're not uh, taking it for any worth. And that is unfortunate as well. Because we've had many, many wonderful teachings by this Holy Father. And say what you want to say about his personality. You know, he's from a different culture. He's not a European pope. He's not, he's not a, an Italian or a German or a Pole. He's from a, a different part of the world, and it, the culture is different. You see that? You know, I know I haven't seen any 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 uh, um, flack on it yet. I'm sure we will. Where yesterday, the Holy Father during his uh, uh, was general audience was it, where he went out into the crowd as he always does, and some woman grabbed his hand and pulled him toward herself, and he was he was taken aback. He's an 83 year old man. She actually, it wasn't just you know shake his hand. She grabbed his hand, wouldn't let go, and pulled him toward herself into the crowd, and he began to, to slap her hand to, to let go. Well, you know, see it on the news, see it on social media, all this stuff. He apologized today. He said he lost his patience. How many of us can say we have never lost our patience with something or someone? But he's the Pope. He's still a man. Still a man. I'm sorry. He's still a man. But I'm sure there'll be, you know, and there have already been, you know, post postings and things about that. Point is, my friends, to build up on love, to build up on the true message of what Christ brings to us, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as, as Holy Father said in his, in his um, homily on Christmas, Jesus did not change history with a flood of words, by, but by the gift of his life. He did not wait until we were good before he loved us in the same way we should not wait for our neighbors to be good before we do good to them. For the church to be perfect before we love her, for others to respect us before we serve them. Let us begin with ourselves. This is what it means freely to accept the gift of grace. The Holy Father then related the legend of how at the birth of Jesus, the shepherds hurried to the stable with different gifts. But there was one who was very poor and had nothing to give. Seeing that shepherd embarrassed with the empty hands, Mary put the baby Jesus in his arms. So that's uh, a legend. And actually, as I'm reading this, I never really, I don't think I remember ever hearing that legend. That the shepherds, upon hearing the tidings of great joy, hurried to the stable with different gifts, but there was one poor shepherd who had nothing to give. And he was embarrassed, but he went with the other shepherds who had these gifts to give 
to the baby. And our Blessed Mother, in her compassion for this shepherd who obviously was embarrassed with nothing in his hands to give, she took the baby Jesus and put baby Jesus in his arms. Let that, let that uh, simmer a bit in your heart and think about that message. Because we all too often can get hung up on, on so many aspects of our faith, tradition, rights, regulations, rules, uh, things that have been a part of and are a part of our faith and put more emphasis and focus on those things than on the, the one who is the reason for why we are in this church in the first place. You know, as I've said before, I, I, I'm a Catholic not because of any pope, any cardinal, any bishop, any priest, any deacon. That's not why I'm Catholic. I'm not Catholic because I, I love John Paul II or, uh, you know, I, I had a favorite uh, priest when I was growing up. I'm not Catholic. I'm Catholic because of Jesus Christ. I'm Catholic because Jesus Christ founded this church. You can go back over all the other Christian denominations and go back to the founder of that particular denomination and see that it is a man or a woman, a creature of God. But you can go back through the history of the Catholic Church and see that the one who founded this church is God himself. God made man who came into this world to be little so we can, as Holy Father said, approach him. Came into this world as a child, as a helpless infant, so that we would not fear approaching him. So that we could, when we have nothing, be able to hold him in our arms. So that we can carry that beautiful infant in our heart throughout the year, in the heat of July, as, as beautifully as we carry him in our heart on the 25th of December as we go to Holy Mass and look at the beautiful nativity scenes in our churches. This Jesus, whose birth we celebrate and whose life we, li- we try to emulate and live throughout our life on this earth, is a gift like no other. And as my little granddaughter Charlotte said to us yesterday, I want more Christmas. And as an adult, we take that same expression and apply it in our lives as we go through this life and say, I want more Jesus. I want more Christ in my life. I want to have this feeling all year long. I want to live this, this, this joy and this happiness and this expression of love and family togetherness all year long. I want more of this because it's a prelude, my brothers and sisters, if you really stop to think about it, it's a prelude to what awaits us in eternity. 
this is, you know, the, the wonderful feelings we have during this time of year, and especially, if we, you know, as most of us experienced, I'm sure, over the past couple of weeks through family gatherings and sharing of gifts and stories and laughter and joy and, and, and the lights of the home being, being sh- shown brightly through, through that expression of love is a tiny, teeny, tiny little prelude of what awaits us in eternity. Forever, that same expression and living of joy in the presence of Christ himself, our triune God, that awaits all of us. And that's why Jesus came. And you and I are called each and every single day to live and be that witness, to share that joy with others. That's why we do here what we do. I pray, my friends, that every single thing we do here at Domestic Church Media is to give glory to God and to bring out that expression of joy and hope that Jesus brings, not just this time of year, but throughout the entire year. That's why we need to keep doing what we're doing so people can come to us, come here, and get away from the world, in a sense, and especially the media, and come to a place in their medium of radio or whatever medium they use to listen to the proclamation of the joy of this gospel of Jesus Christ, to listen to this Christmas message throughout the year, not just this time of year. Yeah, we're not playing Christmas music. Maybe we should have a Christmas in July weekend. One might, might be, not be a bad idea and play Christmas musical that whole weekend. But we want to bring Christ to as many people as possible and share the joy of this message. I got to go. Time to tomorrow, Friday already. But Cheryl will be here. We'll both be here Friday live at 4 o'clock. We have a lovely program lined up for you. We'll play some music. Uh, We have some interesting guests. Jim will be here with the weather. All kinds of stuff tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So please join us then. And it is first Friday, right? The 3rd of January. Okay. Have a great rest of your day, my friends. Again, if you've not yet sent your Christmas gift, please send it. God love you. God bless you. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.